0: Let's turn to John chapter 21, starting in verse 1. John 21 and verse 1. Amen. Just going to read a few verses of Scripture. Uh, We're going to have a time of prayer. And uh, then I want to share a thought today. Um, And uh, I pray that it... Makes sense to everybody else's mind, like it makes sense to my mind. Uh, but we'll find out in just a moment, and I believe God is going to build on that. And Bishop will be preaching the eleven o'clock, and um, I'm confident we're just going to have a move of the Lord all day long today as we seek after the presence of God together. John chapter one, or twenty one rather, and verse one. It says, "After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples." at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus, and Nathaniel of Canaan in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of the disciples. And Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. And they say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. Sounds a little bit like my fishing experiences. Uh, I'd be lucky to be able to get into a ship immediately, though. Uh, My my life's fishing has been from the shore, and it's been about as productive as the disciples minus Jesus. Uh, But Peter says to the others, I'm going fishing. He leads at least half of the disciples with him. Some of whom are fishermen, some of whom are not fishermen. They go into a ship and they toil all night long and catch nothing. Talk about a disappointment. Your stress reliever, your, your backup plan, your, your thing that you've held in reserve in case this, this Jesus thing doesn't seem to be working out. And you fish all night and catch nothing. in this place. If we could set our our Bibles aside, if we could lift our hands into the air and ask the Lord to step into this moment. God, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your kindness, Lord. I ask you, God, to step into this moment right now. Let every heart, let every mind be focused on you. I believe, God, uh, that you want to move uh, now. Uh, You want to move throughout the day. And so I purpose my mind to follow after you. Uh, I ask you to anoint my lips. God, let your wonderful word come out of me, Lord. Let it find its way into good ground in the hearts and in the minds of those gathered here. God, I pray that as we respond to the word today, it would begin to take root in our lives, begin to grow and produce that fruit that you would have it to produce in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I want to. Teach this morning on a man overboard, a man overboard. It's not the first time that Peter has found himself in dangerous waters or non-productive waters. It's not the first time, and we'll see in just a moment, that Peter is about to step out of the boat. He's about to leave the safety and the comfort of the, the vessel that he's in with his friends. But it is not the first time. Matthew chapter 14 And verse 24 records the first time that the Bible lets us know about Peter getting out of the boat. And verse was contrary. This is immediately following Jesus feeding the crowd of 5,000 with five loaves and two fishes. He has done the miraculous. And the Bible says he presses upon his disciples to get into a boat and go over to the other side. But he does not go With them. He goes up into a mountain to pray, and they find themselves in a stormy situation. They're fishermen, yes, but they're fishermen on the Sea of Galilee, a place known for its sudden and violent storms. And here they are in one of those storms that. The little ship that they're in tossed with the waves, the wind blowing against them as they're trying to progress to the other side. Sometimes it seems like you're just trying to do what Jesus told you to do and everything is working against you. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. He's been watching them, we find out from the Gospel of Mark, while he prays from a mountaintop. He's observing his disciples in their labor and in their growing panic and in their growing fear. These seasoned fishermen, some of them, they're realizing the dire situation that they're in, and all of a sudden, Jesus comes walking on the sea. And when they see him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. You know, with us having read the end of the story, sometimes we could pick on the disciples, but put yourself in their shoes. You're in a boat. You're getting tossed all over the place. I'm sure water's coming over the side, and now you see a form come walking across the water. Every single one of us would be crying, ah! What is that? Who is that? What is going on? But straightway, Jesus speaks unto them saying, be of good cheer. It is I be not afraid. I'm telling you, whatever the storm of your life that you're going through, if you could just hear the voice of Jesus saying, be of good cheer, it is I. It's interesting to me that he does not calm the storm at this moment. He simply lets them know that he's there. The storm doesn't go away, but Jesus is on the scene. And that was the news that he gave them to be of good cheer. He didn't say, be still, be of good cheer. He said, it's me, be of good cheer. We get it so backwards, we get so concerned sometimes that we're still in the storm. But we've got to remember when Jesus shows up, that's the reason for cheer. That's the reason for faith to arise. That's the reason for fear to flee. Jesus has stepped onto the scene. And Peter answers him and says, Lord, if it be thou bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, come now, all this time, the storm is still going on. Everything is it's still happening. The lightning is still cracking and the, the thunder is still booming. The waves are still tossing the ship. The wind is still blowing. And Peter's having this moment. He says, Lord, if that's really you. Ask me to come out on the water with you. And Jesus says, come. And so when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. What an incredible moment. Peter is one of two men, one of whom is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, to ever walk. On water all because there was somebody that was not content to dwell in the safety of the boat. When there was an opportunity for him to be like Jesus, he seized that moment. He seized that opportunity. He stepped out of relative safety of the boat. He stepped away from the crowd and he took a major chance uh, and a step of faith and got out of the boat and said, Jesus, uh, I want to come be down where you are. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, "O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Here's here's Peter. You can you can just picture him. Slowly clambering over the side of the boat. It's it's still tossing in the wind and the waves. And he throws a leg over and he begins to scale down the side of the ship. And here he is walking over the waves of the water all because uh, in the middle of his storm, he just wanted to be with Jesus. Uh, He just wanted to be like Jesus. He just wanted to be in the presence of the one. Uh, When Jesus said, be of good cheer, it is I. uh, There was something inside the heart of Peter that even though the chaos of the storm was still going on, Peter said, no, uh, I I am of good cheer, but I just want to be by you, Jesus. I want to be around you. But John 21 records a different story. Now it's after the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And they've fished all night. Presumably the waters are significantly more calm this time. The scripture mentions nothing of atmospheric disturbances. And so they've they've had the right conditions for fishing, but nothing happens. And the morning has come and the sun's rising over the horizon and you can you can see them weary and tired and headed towards the shore. But On that shore stands Jesus, but the disciples, they didn't know it was him. And Jesus calls out to them, and he doesn't identify himself this time. He doesn't say, it is I, be of good cheer. He asks them a question and says, children, have ye any meat? And they answered him, no. No, we've, we've fished all night long, and we've got nothing. We live in a world with an Arby's on the corner. If you fish all night long, it's not the end of the world. You could still have a delicious steak. If you fish all night long, you could find your way all the way down to Walmart and come home with a giant salmon filet and maybe even fool your spouse and tell them, hey, look at the size of this filet. You can fish all night long and not starve to death. But Jesus said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship and ye shall find. They cast, therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. It's beginning to echo a circumstance they've experienced in their lives. I'm sure things begin to fire in their brain. Neurons are clicking. Wait, we've lived this before. We've been told from, from the lips of Jesus before. And so the disciple who Jesus loves, he says to Peter, "It." Is the Lord. The first time Jesus had to identify himself, but the second time Jesus waited for them to be able to identify him. And so Simon Peter hears that it's the Lord. He throws his fisher's coat on him for he was naked and he cast himself into the sea the other disciples come in a little ship. They weren't far from land, but they were about 200 cubits or about a hundred yards from land, dragging the net with the fishes. And they get to land, they see a fire of coals and fish and bread. And Jesus says to them, bring the fish, which you have now caught. And Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes and hundred and fifty and three. And yet, in spite of there being so many, the net was not broken. And Jesus says to his disciples, come and dine. And none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They they knew it was the Lord. Jesus then cometh, he takes bread, he blesses it, he gives it to them and the fish likewise. Think of the state of mind of Peter and the rest of the disciples. Peter has recently denied Jesus the one he had left everything to follow he he even cursed him when the rubber came down to the road peter is denying that he even knows who jesus is and he's cursing his name Jesus has shown himself to them two prior times after his resurrection, but it's, it's different now. Now Jesus just comes and he goes. He walks through a wall and appears in a room and then he disappears equally as as suddenly as he comes. And there's moments where Jesus shows up and they can't recognize him. They can't tell who it is. Everything is a little bit different. Now, he's he's not with them all the time anymore. He's there's still this unresolved conflict and turmoil inside of Peter. This this Messiah that he had proclaimed that he'd followed, he'd failed him so publicly and so drastically just days ago. And something stirring in the heart and in the mind of Peter. The first time Peter got out of the boat, he walked on the water. The second time Peter got out of the boat, it wasn't careful. He wasn't slowly clambering down the side. There was no coordinated walking. The second time Peter got out of the boat, he was a man overboard. He ran to the side and flung himself into the water. The first time Jesus said, uh, or he cried to Jesus, if it is you, bid me come. The second time John told him, it's the Lord. uh, And Peter flung himself overboard. Uh, The first time it's an external storm. Uh, And so Peter gets out and carefully walks. But the second time uh, the storm is internal. And why are those internal storms so much harder for us to overcome? We understand Peter getting out of the boat and walking. We, we get that. That's cool. That's, that's something so demonstrative. We celebrate that faith. Uh, But when it's an internal storm, it's so much harder for us sometimes to understand why Peter throws himself over the side of a boat the first time he relies on a miracle and an invitation. The second time he pushes himself without invitation out of desperation. Something inside of Peter when he recognized the Lord said, I've got to get to the feet. Of Jesus. Uh, the first time the storm was visible. Uh, the second time the storm was inside. Uh, and nobody knew the turmoil fully that Peter was feeling. Only Peter uh, and the man that he was trying to get to. Uh, the first time was a cool experience. Uh, that you can tell all your buddies about. Hey I got to walk on water. Uh, you get back in the boat with Jesus. And all the eleven they'll, they'll, they'll be like. It's good to see a Jesus. And then they're going to be like. Hey Pete. You were walking on water, but the second time he flung himself overboard, Uh, it had nothing to do with anybody else. Uh, It had everything to do with a desire in his heart, uh, a desperation in his heart uh, to find himself at the feet of his savior. See, rational minds would be against it every time. Peter was safer in the boat during the storm, but he got to walk on water with Jesus. Uh, Peter was needed the second time in the boat with the net, uh, but he had to get to Jesus. Uh, And if we're not careful, any given by ourselves right out uh, of flinging ourselves out of the boat uh, to get to the feet of Jesus. i have be a moment today uh, in your internal storm, uh, whether it's in the 10 a.m. service in the worship time uh, or in the 11 p.m. service or a.m. service uh, where there's going to be an opportunity uh, and you're going to sense it for a moment that Jesus is here uh, and you have a choice to make. Uh, are you going to stay back in the boat because of social convention uh, or is there an internal storm in of you uh, that is raging Uh, and the moment you identify Jesus on the shore uh, if you hold back uh, in your pew you've missed the moment Uh, but you gotta just fling yourself like a man overboard uh, out into the depths why? Uh, because there's Jesus standing on the shore uh, and I gotta get a hold uh, of those nail scarred feet Uh, I gotta hold on uh, to those feet Uh, I gotta get to the feet of the one who died for me uh, the one who can call. Home the storm. See, the work did get done. Don't worry about. Don't worry about propriety. Don't worry about it. See, you can come into this service and you you can feel the touch of the Lord and you can go home the exact same way that you came in. Uh, But would to God that somebody would have that desperation inside that says, no, uh, Jesus is here. I've got to get to his feet. Uh, Jesus is in the room. Uh, I'm tired of the depression. Uh, I'm tired of these suicidal thoughts. Uh, I'm tired of the loneliness. Uh, I'm going overboard uh, and I'm swimming after Jesus. I'm going to push myself uh, out of my pew. I'm going to push myself beyond social convention. uh, And I'm just going to find the feet of Jesus. Don't you worry about our schedule. Don't you worry about how we usually do service. Don't don't you worry about three songs and an offering and a sermon. Don't you wait for altar call. When Jesus shows up, you get out of the boat. When Jesus steps into the room, you fling yourself overboard. You do whatever you got to do. You step out of your pew. You grab somebody else if you have to. But you find your way to the feet of Jesus. The work got done. Eventually, the the fish got to the shore. They couldn't do it at first. But then John tells us that Peter went and dragged the net to shore. Seemingly by himself. It, It lets us know that maybe instead of trying to solve what can only be done miraculously with the hand of the flesh, maybe we should. Seek the feet of Jesus first and then go back to your impossible situation. After his moment with Jesus, Peter goes down to the shore and he pulls in a net with 153 fish that they could not move with a boat. But it took him getting out of the boat first and getting to the feet of Jesus. I'm not sure I can totally articulate it today. Uh, how how I feel inside. You, you're just going to have to catch it. It's just going to have to resonate with your spirit. I, with your spirit, I want to have the first experience. I want to walk with Jesus on the waves through my storm. But it's the second time uh, that I've got to maintain in my life. Uh, It's the desperation uh, of a man broken uh, and confused uh, and longing for the presence of Jesus that has to be maintained. It's the desperation of that second overboard experience. Psalm 107 and verse 23 says, they that go down to the sea in ships, they do Business in great waters. These see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. I'm, I, I'm not satisfied uh, with just going through the motions and going home. Uh, I want to get out of the boat. I want to step into deeper waters. Uh, if, if I've got to swim a little bit, I'll do it. Uh, I don't need to be able to walk on the water. Uh, I just want to get to where Jesus is. This was not their first multi-fish miracle. In Luke 5, Jesus is teaching off their boat and afterward he commands them to let down the nets. And this is why it helps John to recognize him. And Luke 5 and 8, Simon Peter sees it. He falls down at Jesus' feet saying, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. We see the progression of Peter from Luke chapter 5 to John chapter 21. The first time Jesus does the miracle, Peter says, Lord, I'm not worthy go ahead and leave me. The second time Jesus does a miracle, Peter throws himself in and says, Lord, you're not going anywhere without me. Uh, There's a growth difference there. There's there's a change inside the heart of Peter. Uh, He was right the first time. Lord, uh, I'm a sinful man. I'm not worthy. Uh, But he was right the second time when he said, Jesus, uh, don't leave me in this situation. Uh, Don't leave me alone. Uh, I've come to tell. Somebody today. Uh, you are not worthy, uh, but he's not going anywhere. Uh, you just throw yourself uh, at his feet. You throw yourself uh, overboard. You pursue after him, uh, and you're going to find him. Uh, you're going to get a hold of him. You are going to grasp those feet of Jesus today. I don't want him to depart. I'm going to hang on to him. Peter realized by this point it's 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 the only hope I have everything was not yet reconciled with Jesus the rest of John 21 would play out and that's another sermon another day, but a minute. He was determined not to let it pass him by. And I I hope somebody in this place is catching it right now. Uh, Ah, Jesus is here today. Uh, Jesus is here in this moment. Uh, And you like none of the unnamed disciples in the boat. Uh, But Peter threw himself out and said, if I can just get to the feet of Jesus. I've used these portions of scripture before, but I want to. Close with these again. The Song of Solomon. Is a beautiful picture. Of a pure love story. And it's a two way. Love story. As we read it. The church being the bride of Christ. We should begin to place ourselves. Into. That story. You can read it as a letter. To you. And in the song of Solomon. Chapter 2 and verse 9. We get a picture of how the groom feels. About the bride. The writer says my beloved is like a roe or a young heart. Behold he standeth behind our wall. He looketh forth at the window. Showing himself through the lattice. You get this picture of a savior just trying to catch a glimpse of his future bride. He's, he's at the wall. He's looking at the windows. He's showing himself through the lattice. He's trying to peek in. He's trying to get his eyes uh, on his beloved. He's, he's looking. He's desperate for a glimpse of his bride. And the beloved speaks and says unto her, "Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. For lo, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth, and the time of singing birds is come, and the voice of the turtle is heard in our land. Somebody needs to do a study on what the voice of the turtle is. The fig tree puts forth her green figs, the vines with tender grapes, they give a good smell. arise!" My love, my fair one and come away. O oh, my dove, thou that art in the cleft of the rock in the secret place of the stairs. Let me see thy countenance. Let me hear thy voice for sweet is thy voice and thy countenance is comely. Don't sit here today silent uh, when there's a Savior that's desperate to see your face and to hear your voice. Uh, it's not just so that we can turn the decibel level up, uh, but you've got to internalize it and you've got to understand it. Uh, he's peeking into this place today trying to catch a glimpse of you, uh, trying to draw you into pulling away with him. Uh, he wants you uh, to run away with with him. He wants you to come out from where you're at and get into his presence. Uh, It is your voice Uh, he longs to hear why uh, for sweet is thy voice uh, and thy countenance is comely. Uh, He's infatuated with you. Uh, He thinks the world of you Uh, and when you sit back uh, and you hold back your voice uh, you're telling him I'm I'm just not that interested Uh, but Jesus this one that bled for me and died for me he's saying hey come up here with me Uh, let's run away together let's go together Uh, I just want to hear your voice Uh, I just want to see your face Uh, I don't know if that does anything for the heart of anybody else in this room Uh, but it stirs me to know uh, that Jesus just wants to hear my voice Uh, it stirs me to know uh, that he's that passionate uh, that he's that focused on spending time with me Let's lift our hands in this place right now. Uh, Let that sound of your voice. uh, Come on, your voice. Uh, He said, let me hear thy voice, uh, for sweet is thy voice, uh, and thy countenance is comely. Uh, That's you he's talking about. Uh, That's you he's talking about. Uh, Come on, even in the midst of an internal storm, uh, internal chaos, uh, and an internal problem, uh, it's your voice he wants to hear. Uh, He loves you. Uh, He's passionate about you. Uh, he's looking at you today, uh, trying to get a glimpse of his beloved. Uh, come on, don't hold back your voice. Uh, don't hold back your face from him. Uh, it's beautiful to him. Uh, it's sweet to him. Uh, he loves your praise. Uh, he
1: loves your worship. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
0: And I close with this portion of Scripture from the very next chapter of the Song of Solomon. The scene switches now and it's no longer talking about the groom. It's talking about the bride. And she says, by night on my bed, I sought him whom my soul Loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. Uh, There are moments in life where it seems like whatever you're doing and whatever you're going through, you just can't seem to find Jesus. Uh, But she's not content in a place. She's not content in a circumstance or a moment uh, where she can't find uh, her beloved. And so she gets up uh, and goes about the city in the streets. Uh, This is almost scandalous behavior for a young maiden uh, to be walking through the the streets, but she's letting us know uh, there's no extent. I'm going to find my beloved. I'm going to look for him. Uh, If you've walked in these doors today and you can't feel Jesus, uh, I want you to know he's not a feeling. uh, There is faith behind it. Uh, He's not a feeling alone, uh, but he has promised to be here where two or three meet together. Uh, But you can't just be satisfied to say, well, I don't feel nothing. I guess I'm going to sit here, Uh, but you got to be like the bride that gets up and says, no, No, uh, I'm going to rise up now. Uh, I'm going to go throughout the street him, but I still can't find him. Uh, The watchman of the city, find him. Uh, Somebody might come to you today and say, what are you doing? Uh, But you just let them know uh, I'm looking for Jesus. Uh, Have you seen the one my soul loveth? Uh, Look, your behavior today is not going to offend me. Uh, We're going to do things decently and in order. But we're also going to give space for somebody out of desperation uh, to cast themselves uh, Overboard, uh, throw themselves in the sea uh, and begin to swim after Jesus. Uh, Why leave the same way you came? Uh, Why leave with the same attitude? Uh, Why leave with the same suicidal thoughts uh, and depression uh, and loneliness? Why leave the same way uh, when Jesus is here? And then it happens. And then it happens in verse four as we stand together. It was but a little while that I passed from them. Uh, she's searching. Uh, she's looking. Uh, others are questioning, uh, but she keeps going uh, and just a little bit past them. Uh, but I found him whom my soul loveth uh, and I held him uh, and would not let him go. Uh, I've come to stir somebody's heart this morning. Uh, maybe it's not quite a Sunday school message, uh, but there's something that we got to catch uh, and stir inside of our heart. Uh, I found him uh, that my soul loved uh, and I held on to him uh, and I would not let him go. Uh, Jesus is here today uh, and he wants you to find him. Uh, He wants you to get a hold of him uh, and when you get a hold of him, uh, you hang on and you don't let him go. Uh, Come on somebody, that problem you've been battling uh, for all these months, uh, get a hold of Jesus today. uh, That situation uh, you can't seem to overcome, uh, get a hold of Jesus today. Uh, that root of bitterness uh, that you can't seem to pull out, uh, you get a hold of Jesus today. Uh, that addiction that you can't seem to break, uh, get a hold of Jesus today.
1: Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah Jesus. Hallelujah Jesus. Hallelujah Jesus. Hallelujah Jesus. Satoro ro kotoro ro romoko sandare re 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 re. Repete gelere ro ro romoko sandare re 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 re. Harramande de re roko solat. Hirara ramande de Ha.
0: We've got a few moments here this morning. We've got a few moments here this morning. And as a church, I believe that we can make up in our minds. I'm just going to get a hold of Jesus and I am not going to let him go. Why? See, Peter didn't know when he was ever going to see Jesus again. He had no clue if he would ever see Jesus again. That might have been his one shot to get to the feet of Jesus. I don't know if we're ever going to have another Sunday. I don't know if we're going to have another Wednesday. I don't know if we're going to have another moment. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to have an opportunity to get to Jesus. Uh, And so I purpose in my heart and in my mind today uh, is my day. Uh, Today is my day. Uh, Oh, it motivates me. Yes, to know that he loves me. uh, But it stirs my heart to know uh, that I can find him. uh, And when I do, I am purposing to never let him go. I felt strongly this morning as I was preparing and getting ready to teach or preach or whatever I'm doing. I'm trying to impart something that's in my spirit to you. There is a moment in this service where Jesus is going to make himself known to you. And how you respond will be absolutely critical. If you try to rationalize it out and say, I'll wait till altar call, you're going to miss the moment but if you will respond with with desperation to Jesus a miracle will be done in your life is there anybody today that needs Jesus to move in their life? There's just something going on in your world. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and call after him for a few moments here uh, as we close Sunday school. Oh, uh, oh, go after him right now. Uh, I will rise now uh, and go about the city in the streets, in the broad ways. I'm going to seek him uh, whom my soul loveth. Uh, it was but a little while that I passed from them, uh, but I found him whom my soul loveth uh, and would. Not let him go. Uh, Go ahead right now, uh, like a man overboard. uh, Throw yourself into the sea. Why? Jesus is here. Uh, He's standing on the shore, Uh, He's available for you. Come on, use your voice. Uh, Use your voice. Your voice is sweet. Uh, Your countenance is comely. Uh, He loves the sound of your praise. Uh, He loves the sound of your worship. Uh, He loves the sound uh, of you crying out to him with your voice.
1: ie le lo 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 ndon dara ria sandara ramoko sotoromoko ye shira ha 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 hamara
0: ramokoromoko
1: seberelele ro rocosha. kosha kabara rama kama
0: See, even in Pentecost, even, even in Pentecost, we can get down to a schedule and a routine. And we can get worried what other people are going to think if we just take a pause in a moment and go after Jesus. Look, the, the, the net with the fishes, it got to shore eventually. And Peter did it himself after his time at the feet of Jesus. Look, I I know your spouse needs help with the kids, but just find yourself at the feet of Jesus. It's it's all going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I I know they're in the middle of a song or they're in the middle of the offering. But when Jesus steps in, you just you just go after him. It's going to be all right. We'll get to where we need to go uh, and we'll get there a lot more effectively as a body. uh, If we just allow space uh, for desperation to call after Jesus. Amen. Amen. Do not underestimate. How pleasant your voice is to him. Do not deprive the groom of seeing your face and hearing your voice. He wants to hear you. No matter how shrill it sounds to you or to anybody else, it's a beautiful sound to him. It will not offend me at all if, you're, if you need to come and shout and dance and praise and after a moment of celebrating with you, we might have you pipe down just a little bit so that the word can continue to go forth or or we're just going to follow after the spirit. I've shared at the last couple of services, there's there's a day coming where we're just going to have to put a pause on prayer and praise and worship so that the word can go forth. And that's going to be a regular occurrence. You look back to how in the 20th century, the rebirth of the apostolic movement at Azusa Street, it was a prayer meeting that would pause so that the preaching could go forward. It was not a there was not this this great dynamic preaching that 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 began to stir everything. It was prayer that stirred it all up. It was desperation. It was hunger for the feet of Jesus and that's what Jesus is calling us to in this place this afternoon. I'm so looking forward to the word that Bishop's going to bring forth at 11 o'clock. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, uh, I, I, I can't wait to call out on the name of Jesus. I can't wait to get to the feet of Jesus. You're not going to hold me back from Jesus. Amen. Amen.